0: Chapter thirteen of Clinical Medicine for Nurses by Paul H Ringer A.B. M.D. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter thirteen. Chronic parenchymatous nephritis. Chronic parenchymatous nephritis differs from acute nephritis in degree only. The process in the kidney is one and the same, the causative factors are identical, and, generally speaking, the symptoms are also similar, save that they are less marked in the chronic than in the acute form. It is impossible to draw an absolute dividing line between a severe case of chronic parenchymatous nephritis and a comparatively mild case of acute nephritis. It follows that a recital of the symptoms must largely be a repetition of those cited under acute nephritis edema is a very constant symptom and at times is very marked instead of being universal it is noticeable mainly in the face in the morning and in the legs in the evening if the patient is up and about it may become the chief complaint going on to general Anasarca, the patient finally dying, waterlogged. The urinary changes are similar to those found in acute nephritis, save to a lesser degree. The urine is lessened in amount of a rather high specific gravity, 1.020 to 1.025, containing a large amount of albumin and many granular and hyaline casts. Uremic symptoms of varying intensity are almost always present. Headache, mental and physical inertia, nausea, and vomiting are very common. There may be a profuse diarrhea. Anemia is generally present, often to a marked degree, and despite the increase in actual weight due to edema, the patient looks and is emaciated. The heart is usually enlarged, and there is almost always dyspnea, partly from heart strain and partly because of the amount of edema. The symptoms of acute uremia, QV, may occur at any time, but are not as apt to show themselves as in chronic interstitial, nephritis. The prognosis is very grave. Recovery is practically unknown the kidneys are permanently damaged the disease runs a course lasting from 6 months to 3 years and is characterized by exacerbations during which more and more kidney structure is damaged and remissions during which some repair seems to take place death occurs either from the enormous edema with fluid in the peritoneal cavity ascites in the pleural cavity, hydrothorax, and finally in the lungs, pulmonary edema, from uremia, or from some intercurrent disease to which the patient, because of lowered resistance, is particularly susceptible. Treatment. The principles of treatment are the same as those laid down for acute nephritis, i.e., to spare the kidneys all possible strain and to stimulate excretion through the other avenues of elimination heroic measures however are not usually necessary general management the patient may or may not be confined to bed depending upon the general strength the amount of edema and particularly upon the comfort of the individual if a patient is more at ease in an armchair than in bed he is usually allowed to exercise his choice. Care should be taken to protect the patient from droughts, from cold, and especially from dampness. Great attention to the skin is necessary. Its nutrition is frequently markedly interfered with because of the edema, and it is very susceptible to infection. Frequent warm baths are essential followed by an alcohol rub and liberal powdering with talcum powder. If the patient is in bed, the position must frequently be changed and pressure at once removed from any red or painful area of the skin. The elimination through the bowels will, of course, be seen to by the attending physician, but the nurse must be very careful to call his attention to any signs of constipation either as regards the number or character of the movements generally speaking it is far better for the patient to have two or even three stools daily than to go a day without a thorough bowel evacuation the amount of catharsis necessary will of course be measured by the general condition of the patient diuretics are almost always employed and have a great field of usefulness in these cases. Whether requested or not, The nurse should always keep a charted record of the total 24-hour urine so that it can at once be turned to for reference. A hot pack or two per week often proves of benefit both in aiding elimination through the skin and in keeping it in good condition. Diet. Formerly, Patients with chronic parenchymatous nephritis were very markedly restricted as to their diet, especially as to variety, and were fed milk, milk, milk until their very lives became a burden. More recently, however, it has been found that these patients do quite as well on a more liberal allowance. The patient's proteid intake must be restricted. How much is to be determined in the individual case but as a rule not over eighty to one hundred grams are to be taken in twenty four hours broadly speaking the fats and carbohydrates can be freely taken comprising among other things well cooked green vegetables root vegetables cereals fruits and simple desserts sugar may be given freely spices condiments Alcohol, meat soups, and heavy meats are to be avoided. It has been found, however, that a lamb chop or two, or a small piece of steak twice a week, do no harm, and materially help the patient's appetite and general morale. Restriction of fluids. This depends largely upon the amount of edema. If there is much dropsy, it is evident that water does not pass freely through the kidneys, and in such cases the amount of fluid intake is limited. If edema is very slight or absent, it is frequently customary to give the patient enough water to bring the total amount of urine in 24 hours up to about 3 pints, or 50 ounces. Water is one of the best diuretics, and, in suitable cases, is invaluable. SALT RESTRICTION In many cases of chronic parenchymatous nephritis, the kidneys do not excrete salt, sodium chloride, satisfactorily. Almost everyone eats much more salt with food than is necessary for use in the body, and the excess must be eliminated through the kidneys. In cases of nephritis with edema, many have adopted the rule to reduce the salt intake to 2 grams, 30 grains, in 24 hours. This is often, at first, a considerable hardship to the patient, but it is frequently necessary to enforce it in order to get rid of the edema. Further Measures If acytes or hydrothorax are present, the fluid is generally withdrawn by tapping. Insomnia must receive appropriate treatment by means of hypnotics and sedatives. Iron, in some form, is usually given for the anemia. To the highest degree must the treatment of chronic parenchymatous nephritis be one of individualization. The conscientious nurse, with a knowledge of what is being attempted, and why it is being tried will be of inestimable help to both physician and patient. End of chapter thirteen